So this uh, this week we watched uh, Back to the Future. Um, this is your pick for our first go. Mm-hmm. I feel like I picked it because I knew it was like a classic and I had never seen it. And I was thinking about um, how <laughs> my friend Abby uh, and I were talking about like crazy movie ideas and I was like it'd be so cool if there was a movie where someone went back in time and like dated their parent and she was like that's literally back to the future <laughs> so that's why I decided to watch it and it was in Stranger Things I think that was season three where they it was on there and that's how I knew that one clip which I told you about earlier which was like um, when they first like the car first you know, accelerates to the 88 miles per hour or whatever. Um, and it was a good first pick. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Before like- before we watched it, I told you, like, this is, this movie teeter-totters in and out of my top five, like, yeah. all time. Yeah, it's good. I watched it a lot growing up on TV. Is it at the top of your top five or, like, lower end of the top five? Uh, probably lower end. Probably teeters in and out of four and five. Okay. Uh, or... I guess down to six and seven then, but just somewhere in there. It doesn't yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very fluid top. Yeah, I feel like what's what was crazy to me that I was thinking about the whole movie is 1985 to 1955 is a shorter distance of time mm-hmm. from 2022 now to 1985, mm-hmm. and so I was like, they should just remake the whole movie. I, maybe that's in the works, or that already has happened. No, actually, uh, they we were uh, talking. I was talking about it earlier. Um, one of the original creators uh, basically said that him, uh, it's the rights to the movie are owned by Steven Spielberg's production company, one of his production companies. Wait, I want to interject for a mm-hmm. second. I didn't know this was a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, that's he the was, first thing I wrote down. He was one of the producers. <laughs> yeah, uh, Robert Zemeckis is the. I don't know. If, I think that's how you say it. He's the director. Um, yeah. He. Uh, but yeah, Spielberg was one of the executive producers on it. What what else is the what's the other big family he's known for? What? Steven Spielberg. What's the other like big film that he's known oh, for? Oh, he did like well, he did a lot of the big eighty stuff, E. T. Did he um, do Jaws? Jaws. Okay, yep. that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to make sure I was right. In yep. Okay. Yep. But that that was that was cool to see. I didn't know that. But maybe that's why it's considered such a classic. He seems to be, yeah, his name seems to be attached to most movies that are classics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess, a common theme. But uh, but back to what we were saying, he, so, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but, uh, so Robert Zemeckis and this other guy made the story originally, and they were approached by Universal to make sequel or to make a fourth one, and basically what they were saying was, like, there's no... Um, we obviously only watched the first one, but there's three of them. And he had said that we told the story that we wanted to tell in these first three. There's nothing else for us to tell. Like mm-hmm. we're not, we don't want to do it as a cash grab. We've already made right. a lot of money off of this. We don't need to do another one. So basically there's a spoken agreement between him or between the creators and uh, Spielberg and his production company that they just, that they're not going to make another one. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like tied up bow on it so when when did the the second one and the third one come out uh i think they were a couple years apart each of them i could look i I, i'm not entirely sure but it's it's something like that i i think uh 
I want to say part two was 87, but I'm not entirely sure about oh, okay. three. Oh, no, it wasn't until 89. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Um, I was just curious if it was a quick turnaround or if they like waited to suspend the, you know, excitement. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I obviously, oh, well, I haven't looked into it that deeply, but mm-hmm. I would imagine it's, it was one of those kind of eventuality things. I would, I, I don't know this, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, like the, the sequel picks up literally where this one left off Okay, and they actually reshoot that last scene mm. where he comes yep. in says yada, 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 because, um, they recast the girlfriend. Oh. So then it's a different. Do you know why? I, I don't know why, uh, specifically, but, uh, Elizabeth Shue is who they replace her with. And she's like, at the time she was like a really, well, I mean, she's still a famous like famous but you know what i mean really popular at the yeah. time yeah. she was in a lot of like um a lot of stuff like around that time so they oh, brought her okay. in to do it instead what was the girlfriend's name again oh jeepers <laughs> i know Brain you said block. the girlfriend so right. i was like i don't know if you remember well i might probably will ask that about a lot of the characters because mm-hmm. we did just watch it so right. i don't know if i'll remember all jennifer of them. jennifer okay interesting she didn't really have that big of a role in this first movie, so I'm assuming yeah. they brought in a bigger actress because she was going to have a bigger role in the second movie. Right. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Also, um, I was saying when we watched it that the main character, Marty, uh, the actor, looked like he was <laughs> 30. Oh, yeah. Filming this movie. I did the math. So, in 2022, right now, he's 61. Mm-hmm. So... You do the math, and he was 24 in 1985. So that's pretty on par with how with how uh, <laughs> movies are made. Yeah, how they like have 20 mid 20 year olds playing 17 year olds. Right. But I don't know again if it was that time. But he really looks way older. Like I feel like now at least the the 25 year olds playing teenagers still look somewhat like teenagers. Right. Maybe that's just me. See, I don't know. That that's kind of a weird thing because when I like when when I was like 18 or 19 um like and okay, so I'm 28. I'm going to be 28. So looking at 18, 19-year-olds now, they look way younger than yeah. I felt they looked when I w- it would like when I was 18 or 19 or whatever. So I don't know if that's just like this weird thing that happens or But then he should look younger well when he looks older because i'm not 17 i'm 21 so i he you know what i mean i get i get what you're saying (laughs) but i think part of the uh, part of the bias for me is i grew up watching this movie yeah so like when i was first seeing it i was probably like 10 right so they seemed older right or it seemed more appropriate i suppose right right yeah which again speaking of appropriateness we were talking about how there's, can I swear in this? Okay. We were talking about how, I think it was in, towards the beginning of the movie, he says like, holy shit. And I was like, oh, is this rated R? And you were like, no, it's PG. Yeah. Which, okay, two questions. One, do ratings change? Like, can they go back and say like, this movie's now rated R? Like if you're going to do like a re-showing in like a public place, right? Like, let's say, like, your town's putting on a movie mm-hmm. night and they show Back to the Future. You're going to say that's PG for all the families with children? I would imagine, 
I would imagine they would stick with their original ruling, just basically saying at the time, this is how, like, this is how it felt. Because if that were the case, there'd be, I think there would be so many movies that would be bumped up to like, uh, like R rated Mm -hmm. or something. Um, and I just, I I honestly don't think they, I don't think they care. Like it would have to, I mean, especially, especially with a movie like this, like it's, you know, classic. Right. So, but then also, second question: When did that change? Like, when did they stop allowing PG movies to have swear words? Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, when did like, it get bumped up? To... I don't know. I would imagine it was just like a cultural shift over time. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm that's pretty okay. sure that's that would probably be what it is. Like, right. I was just wondering if you could look it up if there's like a year information, but I think also, like PG thirteen, you can say certain swears right but i know that i think i heard an actor talking about this once and i think they said that to be r-rated you there has to be an f-bomb or like the use of drugs and that's how it is r-rated i think it was i heard uh finn wolfhart talking about that for stranger things because they're tv 14 mm-hmm. which is like the equivalent of pg-13 right. and they were good they we're going to put an F-bomb in, but they couldn't because then they would have had to change their rating. So, I was just curious. This is saying that they started off really strict, but this is talking like the 40s. So, there's still a little ways yet, but the X rating X rating was introduced in the 60s. I don't Spiel- even know what that is. Spielberg <laughs> helped invent the PG-13 rating. Oh. It looks like... So maybe maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. In '84, both Gremlins and Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom were released with a PG rating. A man's heart gets ripped out of his chest, and in and in Gremlins, there's a full <laughs> homicide. It's full of homicide and mayhem. So yeah, maybe maybe just hadn't, yeah maybe hadn't been like actually Im- implemented by yeah. the time this came out. So that's probably what it is. Hmm. Okay, I was just curious about that. Yeah. Do we want to like dive in to like like break down each scene or just talk about move scenes that stood out to us as a whole? Um, I think big big ones would big ones would make sense. Yeah. What do you have in mind? Well, I don't know. I was just gonna say for starting off at the beginning, I thought the first scene with all the clocks. I mean, obviously, I'm that's a, the big theme is time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so. In that already, he had already time traveled in that scene, the 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 scientist. So, or what was he off doing? That was never. I don't think I caught that. If that was clarified. So, I've obviously like I've seen this movie a bunch. Mm-hmm. That part, thinking about it now, I I couldn't. I don't remember exactly what he said, what he was doing. Yeah, but it had to do with them all being in sync with something yeah. happening. So I think it, it I think it's just a throwaway like this is my experiment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're late for school like yeah. just to kick off the thing. But I thought it was cool that in the beginning like it just is a slow like shot where they just kind of go across the room like back and forth and then they like didn't show Marty at first. Like they just show, showed his feet and you just heard his voice, which I thought was interesting because it like again builds the anticipation. I don't know. I love film elements like that. Yeah. I feel like I've started noticing that more with movies mm-hmm. is like actual camera work and right. like how critical it is to like 
building anticipation mm-hmm. with the film. Right, so like I a lot. That was cool. Like a lot of like they put a lot of thought into like right. setting setting the scene, which is kind of obvious. But like as a child, you don't notice that right. as much. So like now when I watch, like I'm kind of glad I waited to watch this movie mm-hmm. because I think I don't, or I don't think I would have appreciated it as much right. as like a 15 year old. You know. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, it's one of those things that uh, gets taken for granted a lot of the time. Like, ever, like I still do it. There's still certain parts of things that you just kind of brush over, like mm-hmm. little tiny character moments where, like, it's like, oh, hey, that's actually saying this about the person, but like, you just kind of, just kind of, just because it doesn't impact the impact the immediate story or something, you don't necessarily retain it or think about it that much, right? Whereas yeah. this, this was just yeah, kind of setting the scene, and if anything, I feel like it get more gives the gives kind of a background on on Doc Brown, whereas like because you know, it was going through all of his inventions, like mm-hmm. the dog food thing, yeah, and yeah, all that stuff, just kind of putting chaos into it, I suppose. But right, um, I also thought uh, right away my first impression was first I thought. The because again, you didn't see Marty's face right away, so when you saw the back of his head and like the back of his body, I immediately thought it was that same actor from The Breakfast Club, which I've only seen The Breakfast Club once. But the oh, the jock guy, yeah, and I was like, oh, it makes sense, they're both in the 80s. I mean, assuming that's wrong, once I saw his face, I was like, I don't think that's right. But then also, the way he acts in front of the principal, Marty, when he goes mm-hmm. to the school and he's with Jennifer yes Jennifer yep. in the hallway and the principal comes again very much like Ferris Bueller vibes right. which that's also in the 80s correct yep. so it's like just I'm noticing it now having seen a couple 80s films like they really tried to always have that character of like the cool guy that right. has to defy the principal which I feel like they don't really do that as much anymore right if they do, it's kind of a caricature of it, and it's to kind of put light on or shed light on the fact. Or that's a stupid way of saying that, but making it look bad, like right, because well, it's not like at this point you're nobody. Making, now they make fun of it, right. but at the time, it, I think it was supposed to be seen as cool, right, right. But I don't know. It didn't come off as cool watching it. I was just like, oh, okay, right. And <laughs> I, I think that's just the timing thing, time frame right. wise. Like kind of like we're saying, everything everything we see now, like that's definitely like the main characters are never that person, right? Which it's like in a weird way interesting to see how those like, I guess you would call them just like the stereotypical characters, like how the stereotypes have kind of changed mm-hmm. throughout time, obviously. Um, and I, that kind of leads into the other thing I was thinking was when we saw the dad. Um, which was like when the, the time was set in 1985. So the parents, you know, were obviously older mm-hmm. and I immediately was like, God, like they had to make the dad, like the classic nerdy character with the hair slicked back and the glasses and like, kind of like removed from like his social environment because right. he's a nerd. And I was like, really? Like they really had to go into that. But I guess it made sense when you went back in time and you saw how he was. But really, then he had no growth. Like, he didn't change from when he was in high school. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the the whole thing was, like, with like him and Lorraine, like, I guess, with him falling out of the, uh, the, of the tree, getting hit by the car, and then the whole, I don't, uh, I don't remember what the syndrome's called or whatever, but uh, about uh, her fall, or falling for him. 
but like he didn't have to he didn't have to change like everything just kind of worked the way mm. like you know everything was kind of fell to him whereas in the unrealistic all... yeah <laughs> and in the yeah sort of it, it's kind of it's it's kind of like one of those it's it's kind of the hometown story you know like yeah but um but then you know the future version of him you know actually was proactive and stood up for himself so then mm -hmm. he's more he becomes more of a go-getter yeah that was that was cool to see are well i don't know if we're gonna watch the second one but do they are the parents still in it the like second one his parents yeah uh yeah yep yep so the so in the second one when uh when they go to the future they go to 2015 oh cool yep except obviously Did their they... their version of 2015 is much <laughs> different than the reality Was it version. really fu futuristic yep. oh that's kind of a bummer what if it would have been well i mean i guess obviously they couldn't have known but it would have been cool if like something was accurate i'm sure there's 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 like probably the iphone some stuff. or something there's some stuff like not to uh not to say too much if if you want to end up watching yeah. it but like there's a when he first gets to like the town square the movie theater is showing jaws uh a version of jaws 3d mm -hmm. and this like hologram comes out and like yeah comes out and like eats him like mm -hmm. for part of the ad advertisement and stuff was that was that before 3d um well it came out in 89 i'm sure there was like you know cruddy versions okay. of okay 3d but but um sorry to interrupt you no we're good okay. i was just basically <laughs> yeah so like the at that point yeah so like the parents are still there still in it it's just uh obviously i'm I'm losing my train of thought a little bit but it's you get the idea yeah i feel like while we're talking about the parents i think another i mean we talked about this when we were watching it but i was like when they first went to the future i was like wow they got like actresses that really look like the parents <laughs> but in like i actually was thinking when we were watching it when they first showed the parents i was like they all look or well the parents and then was it sorry was it biff was the other guy's the name? bully yep. yeah um he like they all looked like weirdly like kind of sweaty because of those like I'm assuming like prosthetics mm -hmm. to make them look like wrinkly and older. And I was like, their skin looks like really weird. Like they look like they're 80 rather than like 80 year old skin rather than however old they were supposed to be. But then that all made sense. So, I mean, for that time that it was pretty good. They did a pretty right. good job with the makeup. Right. They did all they had to do really. I mean, it yeah. didn't have to be anything super crazy. Yeah. Just bump them up a little bit. I mean, bit. I, I fell for it. So <laughs> they did a good job, but I think I'm pretty gullible when it comes to films, so. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like if you start looking into that stuff and noticing it too much. I mean, there's a difference between noticing it and paying any mind to it. Mm -hmm. But um, there's certain there's certain movies where you'll see some stuff that is done poorly. Yeah. And then that can kind of take you out of it. I don't have any examples right in the, in the top of my head. I do because I was just watching it in the Twilight Saga. When with the in the last movie, have, you've seen all those mm -hmm. in the last movie with the baby. Oh, the yeah, effects yeah. are so horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not that bad, but like right. they're not very good. And that was 2012. So it's like that should have been better. And it definitely you're watching it and you're like, that's totally a fake baby. And it there does was, take you out of it. I wish I could remember what the movie was, but there's there's some movie I remember watching where this like 
young this younger actress she's like she was had to have been couldn't have been even 30 like had to have been under 30 was playing like an old old woman mm. and there was no twist or turn anywhere mm. where she ends up playing a younger version of that character mm. and she was wearing like full i i wish i could remember the movie but it was the weirdest thing oh so they picked a young actress to but play for an no old reason. woman yeah that's weird. yeah it was i, I again i would i can't think of what it yeah. was but Interesting. Um, I I had a question. So the dog, its name was Einstein. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a nod mm-hmm. to Albert Einstein? But was it a nod to the fact that the the scientist? Sorry, remind me of his name. What was the uh, oh Doc Brown? Doc Brown. That he kind of looked like Albert Einstein. <laughs> That's probably part of it. Uh, just kind of the. Or just that that was like his motivator or like, you know, like, his, what do you call that? Like your um, mentor or like his the inspiration who, yeah, as yeah. a scientist? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, that's probably, he probably, that probably inspired the look for sure. I think, the, but at the same time, it kind of just fits the crazy scientists, you know, yeah. stringy white hair and, or like crazy hair. and That is true. That is another stereotype yeah. <laughs> that I don't really see much anymore. I right. feel like I've only obviously seen it. In this movie, and then I feel like a few other ones, but any any more modern stuff. It's so they're they're supposed to be kind of like the cool, like the cool techie right. thing, especially right. after Iron Man and that kind of stuff. But um, oh yeah, I forgot he was a scientist for a second. Yeah, I've only seen Iron Man one and two, I think. Yeah, but I forgot. Yeah, he's he's like a brilliant scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the. In this is kind of jumping towards the end, so if you have any one something you want to talk about before, but we, it doesn't really matter. We can we can jump back and forth. Okay, so how do you think they filmed that scene where they're in the car, Lorraine and um, Marty, and he does like the spit take because she's smoking because mm-hmm. she's smoking, um, and. He like he's like Jesus, you smoke too, or whatever he says. Like, if the camera was inside the car, wouldn't he have like spit on the lens? But if it's out of the car, then you would be able to hear the audio. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just I I'm sure there's a few different ways they could have done it. Um. Uh, like in an instance like that, they there's it's just as likely that they had like a like because when he did the spit take, like I'm sure the camera is much further away then would be necessary if it got if it happened to get stuff on the lens they'd do it again mm-hmm. but like in terms of lo- like in and outs um again this is kind of just some assumption but like i think i've seen it before where like they have different versions of the car mm-hmm. where like so they can get the camera right where they need to go mm-hmm. so like I, I, and again with it so for that particular thing i don't i, I don't know specifically but i don't think yeah. I don't think stuff like that is necessarily too troublesome. It's just a matter of having a rig that they can put into the space they need to put it in and mm-hmm. then the area of being what they need to do. Because obviously, uh, maybe not obviously, but one of the things they do is back and forth. Like they'll, it's not all one take. So mm-hmm. like when all the camera movements are happening, like things are getting moved out of the way and, you know, it back yeah. into place and stuff. So Yeah, I mean, obviously, because like we can't speak, to the director we don't know but like i just was curious what you thought about that because i was like seems i just was curious Mm -hmm. i feel like again comes back to camera work and i was curious 
So like I w- when you when you picked this when you picked this movie it was like I'm pretty sure when you told me like I I'm sure you would remember I said right away awesome like mm-hmm. it's one of my one of my tops mm-hmm. like I get the the big thing for me in this movie are I think the reason why I still really like it a big part of that's probably nostalgia yeah but like uh when I was was first seeing this movie I was seeing it on TV mm-hmm. and it would be always random flipping through the channels I'd get to like TNT or I think it would be on TBS sometimes too. I don't know. Um, it would be on, and I would almost always catch it at the sea at the the dance. Oh, yeah. And uh, this like the times I remember seeing it the most, probably because that's the time where you start to remember more things anyway, or mm-hmm. it's easier to remember more things from. I was like ten or eleven and learning how to play guitar. Oh, so like that's I really cool. really liked that part of the movie. Yeah, I, I had hardly seen any of the rest of it. I just knew that I really liked that part where he's playing guitar at the dance. Was his guitar playing accurate? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he like actually learned how to play. Like oh, okay. he like uh, Michael J. Fox like plays guitar. Like oh, okay. Like there's been times since then where like he's like there was one time within the last like it's probably been a while ago now. Actually, it may have been around 2015, like when the second movie was supposed mm-hmm. to take place. I don't know exactly, but Coldplay actually brought him up on stage to play what? that song, and he oh, was just okay. he was playing along with it. And but okay, that's cool. But yeah, I'm pretty sure at the time, like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Michael J. Fox actually played guitar. So like all that's those cool. different parts, he was actually playing. I was just curious, yeah, because sometimes you, if you've done something before, like. Since you played guitar, you normally can tell right. if people are actually good at acting yep. it. Because, like, I, I've never played guitar, but, like, with sports, mm-hmm. watching people play sports sometimes, okay. like soccer, I didn't... Oh, yeah, I mean, for you, too, because you played soccer as well. But, like, sometimes you see people, like, when they're running and then, like, trying to kick the ball, and it's like, that's just... you. You can tell you're an actor trying to act right. like you're playing soccer, right. like you're you're bad at it. Yeah, there's there's definitely uh, just to speak specifically to the guitar part. There's oftentimes I don't think it, excuse me, I don't think it happens as much anymore because I think people know, like with at least with higher kind of higher budgeted films, usually there's a little bit of effort. I guess too, it depends on the actors or the actor and what they kind of. Uh, because any any more you you hear about these like all these people like actually trying to learn these things mm-hmm. so that they can make a convincing like whatever mm-hmm. so like um but to to what we were talking about like there's definitely times when when I'm watching stuff and you can say oh they're it's not really a thing but it doesn't like obviously it doesn't matter yeah and I'm not the kind of person that's gonna let that but like um. I'll watch a part if I if it's a song that I kind of like know or like mm-hmm. kind of could tell how to play it and you're watching you're like oh they're not even yeah close. <laughs> like you're watching where their right. hands are to see, yeah that makes sense but like that's usually that usually is only a thing if I've seen the movie mm-hmm. or show like multiple times yeah because I I'm not reading into it that much yeah. unless I've been just chilling I would assume movies that have a bigger budget also probably have more time on their hands to teach their actors right. how to do things more accurately. Or like I think this this might be a bad assumption, but I would guess that movies with a higher budget have um they're slightly higher stakes 
And if a higher budget movie is, uh, the reason it's higher budget is because it's expected to make more. And I would imagine it, uh, there are plenty of actors that know that it's going to, a lot of people are going to see it. Their, their performance is going to be really heavily scrutinized. So mm-hmm. they want to do the best they yeah. possibly can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, any time, any time that kind of stuff happens, they usually tell you about it. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it makes movies that aren't so good just a little bit better. Yeah. Like even if the movie was kind of mediocre, you know that like in um like uh Rock of Ages, um which we could end up watching sometime. Tom Cruise I was gonna say I haven't seen it. Yeah, Tom Cruise does all of his all the did all the recording for his vocals. Okay. So he did all the singing. Or like uh uh the new the new uh the newest remake of A Star is born, Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. did all of his yep. stuff. Yeah. So that kind of stuff elevates it a little bit, regardless of how the yeah. movie was. It just kind of makes it a little bit better, no matter what. Yeah. I sometimes feel bad when I hear, like, I'll watch interviews after a movie comes out where an actor will say, like, I spent so much time, like, perfecting my accent. Because, like, so they look accurate. And, like, you watch the movie and you're like, oh, that accent was not good. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't know, like, even if I can't do the accent either, mm-hmm. it's like... I can tell that like you're a f- it's a phony British accent or whatever right. it is, but I know not to like talk about another movie, but it's kind of relevant. I think we were talking about the Elvis movie, mm-hmm. and you were saying how like Tom Hanks's accent in the trailer, you were like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. Like this looks like a bad accent." Mm-hmm. But in that movie, it kind of made sense because he was supposed to be like a fake immigrant or whatever, right. like he wasn't. Or, yeah, he was pretending to be an immigrant, but he wasn't really, or something like that. So that it kind of made sense. But just in general, it's like you take notice of those things, and if there's no point behind it, it's like, yikes! Like it's it falls on the actor, right? Especially especially when it's like really really exaggerated. Um, like another one, another one that comes to mind is uh, um, Wanda in the Avengers movies, like mm-hmm. Elizabeth Olsen. I well, she in that. the first one she's in, she puts on a really thick like Eastern European like accent, and it's not that great. But the benefit she has is she's in a bunch of movies, and they can yeah. slowly wean away from that accent over time okay. without making too big of a stir up. But in yeah. that first one it was pretty rough. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for the actors that get made fun of when they can't do an accent right. But I mean, not every actor can be the best at everything right but uh yeah but yeah he actually plays guitar <laughs> that yeah moral of the story that's cool um i feel like a question i have since you've seen it so many times what's like your favorite scene from it like what scene stands out the most so um just to just to bring something else uh to the table i would i would Immediately, I would say that's the dance, like when he's playing guitar at the dance, for sure. Um, but um, I'll I'll take it. I'll kind of cheat a little bit here. Um, the the scene, the like the skateboard scene where he's running oh, away yeah. from from them is probably one of them. And the reason why I say I'm cheating is because there's kind of some uh, and a slight slightly spoiler alerty here, like in future in the second one. Uh, there's like similar kind of a similar thing kind of happens and they kind of re they kind of rehash some parts 
in the later movie. Like they shift the same yeah. kind of similar things just to be aha. Uh-huh, this is the future version of that scene. Yeah. This is the whatever version. Was that scene supposed to be that like the skateboard like hadn't been invented yet? Yeah, I've, and then yep. he was okay. Yep. I was just wanted to clarify because I assumed that's what they were going for. Right. Same thing with the vest. Like everyone right. thought it was a life jacket. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. By the way, that he had on like four layers of clothes. Yeah, yeah. He literally had like a t-shirt and then a long a but- sleeve, a, a button-up, a jacket, and, then a jacket and, then and the vest. The vest. He's got to look like, good. But also, when they were, I could see when the actors were like breathing or talking, you could see their breath. So it must have been cold. Yeah, maybe. You should you should Google where they filmed yeah, because I was actually going to ask that. Yeah, we can take a quick look. Because I wonder if it was a. Where did they film? So it looks like they. Uh, looks like it was filmed in California. So I can't what? imagine it being. Then how did the they high have school, their? Oh, okay, we got it. We have a few locations. Okay. So the high school, the high school is in California. Uh, the house is in California. The courthouse square is in California. So it looks like California is where it was all. But yeah, it was. Does, it was all. That but that doesn't, doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean it didn't get cold, or cool. If you're seeing. Okay, am I stupid? Isn't it warm in California? Well, yeah, but I'm. It could, I'm sure it gets cold there too. I guess yeah, but I feel like the coldest it gets is like forty fifty, which I guess maybe your breath would show. I don't know. But I was just saying, right, right. Because if it was in a hot climate, I feel like the the actor would have been like, "Why do I have all these layers on?" Right. Um. But I mean, I kept noticing that with the breath. So I at thought, the same time too, there. I I think I know. Like I don't know if it was. I'm sure some parts that were definitely. It was definitely intentional. But everyone was kind of sweating often. Yeah, <laughs> which I was. That's actually a good point because I noticed that several times. Was that supposed to be just like them being stressed? I I I almost would. I obviously you want to think that everything's planned out, but I would be just as likely to believe that it was just how it was. And if it wasn't, it, like if the it, actors were just sweating, right? And if it wasn't like, it was kind of one of those things that they just roll with it. Otherwise, they would probably have to, you know, cut. Dab, cut. Yeah, dab. but they normally do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, okay, this scientist being sweaty kind of makes sense, right? Like it fits the character of like being the weird, awkward, intelligent guy. And and uh, and George. Yeah, being like the sweating, nervous, right, awkward, right, nerdy nervous kid. Nervous all the time. But right. for uh, Marty, who's supposed to be like this cool, nonchalant guy, he was kind of sweating too. Which yeah. again. Maybe he was just, maybe everyone in the film is just anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, it makes sense. He would be anxious, right? Like, he's trying to race against time. And at the same time, like, they kind of, they kind of nod in or, like, dip in there, too, that he does have his insecurities because he's, you know, worried about rejection the whole time. And Yeah, and you saw a parallel between... Him and his dad. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that. Yeah, it's... I. Something like that, though. There's a just as good a chance that we're way overlooking it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they're w- with the parallel? You mean? No, no, no. Oh, with the the sweating, the sweating, and the atmosphere stuff. Do you, do you think it was intentional that they like wanted to have the dad be nerdy because the son was like cool? Like, do uh, you think they wanted to like juxtapose those characters? I think if I had to, maybe, I guess that would make sense. That would make sense. Uh, just kind of like the. He's the rebellious kind of teen because his dad was the, you know, play it safe, like quiet type. But at the same time, too, I could see it being just like 
I could see it being also where they need they need it to be a challenge for him to get him with his to get his dad yeah. back with his mom. Yeah. And if his mom is this kind of confident, like rebellious person and he's, you know, this then there's like the the challenge. Yeah. I guess. But let's face it, she's not confident. She's creepy. She's overly confident See, but to the would point. You, would where you she's think creepy. would you think it was overly creepy if you didn't know she was his mom? Yes, because <laughs> the the way the actress like would like her facial expressions is what was creepy. Like if I was closing my eyes watching them film and like just hearing the lines, there's like a little bit of like a you know like what's the word? She's I'm pretty forward. Of, like, yeah, or like really kind of like a seductive yeah, nature yep, yep. to it, but especially with like her body language is like okay and i kind of like i remember that the character was supposed to be his mom but like in real life i'm assuming the actors were around the same age mm-hmm. so it's not that weird when you're thinking about the actors acting right. with each other but then i i still think it would have been creepy if if it wasn't his mom like she was just really being super forward like you said and i it made me uncomfortable <laughs> I think I think part of that I, I I would imagine that's intentional mainly because through the whole uh again I don't remember what he calls it the what uh, Doc Brown has he has a name for there's a name for it where she uh she um falls for him in her care I remember they're in the high school he's like oh, oh it's Florence Nightingale syndrome oh is what he called it I think where, oh, so that's a real. I think so. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can, I thought he just was like making yeah, that up. But he, uh, um, I would imagine that was them kind of like over exaggerating that they definitely wanted to get across the point that she had randomly just become extremely infatuated with yeah. him because. But then, is that supposed to imply that like she was also kind of a quiet, shy nerd, and then she just like became obsessed? Um. Because, like, stereotypically, the popular girl, if we, I'm putting in air quotes, Mm -hmm. if we want to call her that, like, she, why would she become infatuated with someone when she theoretically could have anyone? You you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what was the, but I guess that kind of goes back to the syndrome idea or whatever. Right. Like, it's uh, Florence Nightingale effect. I did look it up. It's a a legit thing. What does it say? Um. The effect is named for Florence Nightingale, a pioneer in the field of nursing. Due to her dedication to patient care, she was dubbed the Lady of the Lamp because of the habit of making rounds at night. Okay, I... Oh, jeepers. Come on, give me a better synopsis than that. Um, Although there's no real record of Nightingale ever falling in love while on the job, the syndrome borrows her name because of her compassion and tenderness for her patients. Ah. And because he was injured. mm -hmm. I get it. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's, so again, I think it was just, I think it was just, again, to just exaggerate that, so. Yeah. I have another question for you. I was just thinking of this. Do you feel like you resonate more with George or Marty? I guess it kind of depends. A little bit of both. Um, uh, I guess it depends on two. If you're asking me now. So probably more Marty, but if you were asking, if you were to ask me, like, when I was closer to that age, and I were to answer honestly, mm-hmm. it would probably be the the scale would be slightly more tipped towards George. Yeah. 
but the i guess the exception just would be it's kind of one of those fluid things you know like depending should, on who you're around and we should ask your sister's opinion she probably <laughs> honestly we could but she probably wouldn't have much to say because during that time during like kind of that uh like when i was in high school she was gone for mm -hmm. college and also at that time we butt heads a lot yeah so but she would probably <laughs> say probably more george but i guess i, I don't know I don't she know. has seen this movie uh she's probably seen it but she probably wouldn't be able to tell you anything about it okay because i don't know i was trying to think like because i don't know if i don't know i feel like for myself i don't know because if i if i would resonate with either of the characters mm -hmm. but i do feel like i'm anxious like george <laughs> i'd be like super nervous and i was like the smart one but i ne like it was sad to see the whole bullying aspect like obviously i never got i mean not obviously, but I never remember that type of bullying mm -hmm. experience. And I was just like, oh, this is so sad. Like, and I, you kind of, you hear about bullying, but like, I forget that that was it or like it used to be so aggressive like that. And it was just allowed. So that was very sad to watch. I think, I think part of that is, and I'm sure it still goes on a lot, but I think part of it is when, when you're not involved, when you're and you're in if you don't see it mm -hmm. it's harder to imagine it being a thing but like i remember in high school for sure it was happening i had seen it happen oh, a really? couple I had, i'd seen it happen a couple of times where people got like physically or people bullied? yeah shoved around and stuff i feel like i never really saw that i mean it, it probably happened when i like wasn't looking right but like i mean among girls there wasn't really much like yeah. fighting like that i'm assuming that was probably more common among boys um, but also like, I hope, I mean, I hope society has grown past the physical, like bullying, but I'm sure it still happens, which is unfortunate. Right. But, yeah. but again, too, I think it's like, obviously those things in movies and stuff aren't necessarily supposed to make you feel like you're not, uh, it's doing its job if you feel bad for right, whoever that's it's true. right. That's true. And I th especially more with with current movies, like I think that's something that people kind of forget is like when people, people in, or that was kind of a really general, a big generalization, but when people say like a really, really like horrible things in movies, yeah, like people get ticked off about it, but that they're only doing that to highlight that that character is a really bad person. Right, right. <laughs> like it's not, it's. Like if what if it's some sort of like slur or something that like a group of people like yeah take to offense like they aren't putting that in the movie to slight those people they're putting right. it in the movie to show that this person is bad yeah well because it's it's important to have kind of for the storyline mm -hmm. but yeah it's just it's like not fun to watch obviously mm -hmm. and I would imagine if you were like a victim of bullying like that that'd probably be very Hard to watch, but moral of the story: no bullying. Yeah, <laughs> we don't stand right. for bullying. Well, I mean, I, I think it, 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 in terms of the, in terms of the movie, though, the, I guess that that makes the payoff all the better. That's true. Like That's true. George At was able to overcome, overcome the bully. Granted, in this particular instance, it was, you know, violence on violence. Yeah, and solving creating confidence, but we don't. You get the idea. I was thinking this whole movie, I was like, I swear I've seen um, that the actor who played um, 
sorry, I can never remember if it's Biff or Biv. Biff. <laughs> Biff. The actor who played him, I need to look up who it was. Um, I can never, or I was like, I know him from something, and I couldn't think of what it was. So I'm just going to do a quick scan of his filmography and see if he's what I thought he was from. But if I was wrong, I'm not going to say what I thought it was because it, it's so it's obscure and stupid. <laughs> but let's see. Yeah, I definitely, I remember, I've I've seen him in plenty of stuff. And there's something a little bit more recent that I do, I don't remember what it is, but I can <gasps> kind of picture it in my head. I was right. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. God, I'm so proud of myself. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you ever watched the show. Have you heard, or well, you, I know you've probably heard of this, Zoe 101. Yep. Okay. So I was re-watching this the other day, like just for fun, and there's an episode called Disc Golf, where Zoe and her friends uh, make a disc golf team to get out of gym, and their gym teacher it's is him. the same it's actor. Good. And I recognized, like, the mannerisms and the super aggressive tone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know him from something. But that was, like, that was 2005. So, literally 20 years later. And he, I mean, I guess, yeah, he was probably really young when Back to the Future was filmed. So, here he was, like, 40, Mm -hmm. roughly, maybe. Um, So, yeah, he still looked good in in that movie. But that's so funny. I I was trying to place that, the whole movie, and I finally got it. Yeah. Did you ever uh did you ever remember where you recognized uh Lorraine from? I I could also look at her discography, but I think just in general she looks like Natalia Dyer who plays Nancy Wheeler on Stranger Things. And it's probably cuz it's set in the same time and the hairstyles, but like I think that she just looks like her. Um but I'm going to do also a quick scan of hers to see but if I recognize anything but I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's Zoe Duch's mom. You know yes. Who, do you know who that is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or is it, how do you pronounce her last name? Is it Duch? Zoe Deutsch? I don't know. I really yeah, or is don't it just know. Dutch? It might be. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no, it says Deutsch. I was okay. right. I think D O Y T C H. Deutsch. Yeah. 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 Okay, anyways, um, that's cool. She. Honestly, maybe because they look alike. Yeah. That's probably is why. But, you know, she was in... Zoe Zoe Deutsch was in that movie with Dylan O'Brien recently. But um, that's how I remember this. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But let me just see if there's anything else. But probably not. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, for me, she's one of those people that just kind of pops up randomly and stuff. Like I see she was in Friends. For one episode, it says. Yeah, I. I'm trying to think where I, I definitely there's definitely something specific I have in mind, but I can't place it. She was in Switched at Birth, another teen drama. That's I, I don't know if that's why I recognize her, but yeah, she's got a big, big filmography. Mm-hmm. That's probably probably why we've seen her before. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. Anyway, overall, what do you what do you think overall? Um, should I, should I give it a rating? Mm, I don't like giving stuff ratings. You can do whatever you well, want. Well, no, that's fair because normally I feel like I'll give a rating initially after I see a movie and then it changes. So mm-hmm. that's actually a good idea. But <laughs> I think, I think it was good. I liked it. 
I'm glad we started with this one. Um, I don't really have any like major critiques. I felt like I was interested the whole time, which is always a good sign. Sometimes movies that are two hours or longer get a little dull, but I think it was all important to like building the story. Um, so I liked it. I'd give it a solid thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, I've I've said it's been in my tops back and forth for a while. I think it's one of those things. It's it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, and it's referenced a whole bunch of other times in there in random stuff here and there. But I think um, uh, I really enjoy time travel, timey wimey stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think this is probably why this is probably where yeah, the start of that this, was. The seed was planted with this movie, right? Um. Okay, so each week we're gonna do with each movie we're gonna do this little bit idea uh called spin off or kill off, <laughs> where you're gonna do pick a character that you would like to see another movie on, or another like a character. Oh, sorry. And also a character that you want X-Nade from either the film or just like the series or whatever. Now, I feel like this could get tricky for this one because, or maybe every movie because some characters that you want to kill off might be important to the storyline, but you just don't like them. But I think if we can't think of one that seems irrelevant, you can just pick one that you felt could could have gone. So... I hope that makes sense. Right. I, I, I'm kind of interpreting that as um, uh, not necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily have to go away, just something that could maybe be done in a different way if yeah. they can't be removed. Yeah. Is that kind of fair to say? Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking for this movie, like the obvious choice for getting rid of would probably be Biff because he's a like bad guy, right? But like he kind of is important to the storyline. So I actually think for this one, I'd get rid of Jennifer because the girlfriend was kind of irrelevant. Um, and I mean, like, it's I know she comes back in the second movie, but like this first movie, he didn't really need to have a girlfriend other than just the, like when he was in the past, he said like, oh, I have to go back. I got a girl. It's like she didn't really need to be in it, I felt that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for spinoff... Obviously, the scientist, Doc Brown. I want to see what else he's cooking up. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what are your choices? Um, I would say uh, my if, if we're keeping it local to the first one, because obviously I've seen all three of them. Right. So my <laughs> my opinion might be a little bit jaded or a little bit different. Um, uh, I think I agree with you. I agree with you with the the girlfriend part. The only uh, like if we weren't keeping it localized to this movie, uh, that's where. You like just knowing what I know. You have to disagree because right. she's the drive. Like they're the driving force of the next yes. movie. But take that out of right. here. <laughs> right. If if we were to mind. just keep it there, like the movie stops before Doc comes back mm-hmm. from the, like back from the future. Like if you cut it when he did, drives off, he gets yeah. the truck. They go la di da. Yeah, I don't think it's. She's probably the easiest to x out. Um, if we're keeping it to characters with lines, I suppose. <laughs> well, also. Why did it have to be assumed that he had kids with her? Because of the whole high school sweetheart, small town factor? 
Are you saying uh, Marty and his girlfriend? Yeah, because uh, when, when the doc back. comes back, he's like, it's your kids. So he's clearly assuming that him and Jennifer well, end I, up together. He first, they when he gets when he gets back, he's like, what's the matter? Did we did something go wrong? He goes, no, you guys are good. You guys are happy together, yeah. whatever, whatever. So I think. But I, th- I and plus I'm, he knows there's no assumption because he knows because he's been there and he's right. seen it. But what I'm saying is they didn't have to do that because like right. the girlfriend before that scene was again kind of irrelevant so they could have made a second movie where he just like this i guess maybe it wouldn't have had the same effect but like you, you get what i'm saying right it, it could have been <laughs> it could have been any person that he got married yes. to and it, it could he, he could have come back and been like marty like yes. just talking to marty marty yes. your kids there's something that's yeah. what i'm saying yep yep so. especially with them recasting and the girlfriend right. and stuff. It's so, like, yeah. It could have just been a different character. Yep. So, so yeah, anyway. I think that's a good pick. Um, I do like the I do like the Doc Brown spinoff uh, idea. Um, and honestly, uh, uh, regardless whether we keep it with the first movie or with the whole set, um, his character, especially having a working time machine, mm-hmm. definitely lends itself to being able to do that. Yeah, like there's a limitless amount of things you can do, or even like uh, a more uh, can, a more a more small scale version of him from 1955 to 1985. Mm-hmm. Kind of the how he gets to the point where he he's you know robbing the Libyans and stuff to finish his time machine. He knows what the end result looks like. He's got to figure out how to get there. Yeah. So that could be that could have been interesting too. I just remembered I have one last question. Uh-huh. With at the end when you know he goes back to the time where Doc Brown was shot. So before they time traveled, did he not have a bulletproof vest on and he legit died? But then I don't understand time See, travel. See, that's what that's what <laughs> that's what you can't you can't really know because uh you see him get shot like I mean, in a movie like this, there aren't going to be like the squibs and stuff, like where like blood's coming out. It's not going to be in there. <laughs> yeah, but... because it's PG. Right. <laughs> right. So you see him, you see him get shot, and you see him go down. But Marty never sees actually sees him. He's kind of obscured right. by the van. He gets right. in the car and then goes away. So that's kind of that's kind of the weird time travel conversation with this particular movie mm-hmm. and how you feel like time travel works. Right. It gets confusing because it's like if he time traveled there and then at the end he time traveled back and when he time traveled back doc brown already knew that information then he must have known that already like so there's (laughs) and there's gonna be um like uh this is one of those things that's been debated and talked about for a long time okay um but like it's one of those things where did it Depending on how you look at time travel, did he just create an extra universe where now he's off on that extra yeah. tangent and the other thing happens as it's as soon as he goes back in time, yeah. that creates a new whole new thing and then you have all these branches. Yes. I was these wondering branches. that too. And they kind of do address it in later movies, kind of how some of it works, because there's a lot of it's kind of spoiler spoilery here. They do jump around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but uh it's kind of one of those things where there's certain there's certain parts where is that just how it happened anyway, or mm-hmm. did he just intervene and kind of like with the Goldie Wilson becoming mayor, like yeah. him telling him like did yeah that, yeah yeah like did that plant the idea from the very beginning? But if that was the case, you kind of have to assume that everything happened that way, right? Which kind of falls apart when you when you remember the parents' story, like of yeah. him getting hit by the car and stuff. Yeah. So I'm I think I'm in the boat where it started a new timeline. And okay. Everything. 
That, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, time, time travel, travels, it gets... It screwy. Gets, yeah, it gets confusing. Right. Um, I think I think the best movies around time travel are the ones that that don't bring any attention to how potentially broken it is, or they make sure to put extra attention into, like... Yeah. Like pointing out exactly why, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's the ones that there's, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but like just thinking about it, the idea like where they they try to explain like, oh, this and this and this, but it doesn't quite line up to, does it feel satisfying? Yeah. Where some do, but. No. Okay. I have another question. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why is it called Back to the Future? Because I understand there was the line at the end of, where are we going? We're going back to the future. Mm-hmm. But they went back to the past. So, uh, And then he, I know at the end he, he goes back to the future. Or no, he, he goes dro- back to the present. He drops the, he drops the line. Doc Brown drops the line when, he, when, they're, when he's showing him the videotape and stuff. And he's like, oh, we have to, do, we have to get you back to the future. Because Marty is from the future to Doc Brown. So Doc Brown is saying we have to get you back to the future, and then now when Doc Brown comes back, it comes from the future to talk to Marty. He's like, we have to go back to the future to fix your kids. Okay, so it could have been back to the past though. Could have been. It would have made, but it but it's it ba- would have but, made sense with right. the film. But obviously, right. the title is the classic. Right. So I'm just. But could the, I didn't but catch could, that. Could Back to the Past have become the you know. Like if that were the original title, yeah, that would just be what it is. You know what I mean? I know. Would it? Would the ring be different because it's so? No, because it's like blast, blast from blast the past. From the past right? Like that's it a movie. Would, it's, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not it, a time travel movie, but sort of is. Should have been. It sort of is. But like that type of stuff, you know, like it mm-hmm. or it stuff that has a certain ring, you can make anything work. Mm-hmm. We just think it's. Um, a bad or like right. you might think it's right. a bad title because that's see this one I mean I guess this one works too because it like as a line in the movie like it, it yeah. makes total sense yeah well and that's I'm sure especially when in a movie or TV show if they reference the title it's always iconic it's always like oh yeah that's that was sick so I I liked it all right Okay, so since the name of the podcast is Twists, Turns, and One-Liners, we're going to give our favorite line for each movie that we watch. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first, because okay. I made the mistake, or I have, to, I have to think about it Yeah, for a second here. Okay, so I wrote mine down while we were watching, and it was earlier in the movie, and it was when Marty... Or sorry, Doc Brown tells Marty like, oh, we need plutonium. Was that the, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Marty goes, you're telling me that this sucker is nuclear? And I just thought that was funny. Um, Was, I mean, that's the one that just stuck out to me because I thought it was like out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So that was mine. I would say uh, the same, the same part, uh, the same like uh, scene uh, of the section of the movie 
when he's uh when he's uh, they're standing there he's standing there with a uh, remote control and he's videotaping he goes when this baby hits 88 miles an hour you're gonna see some serious shit yeah and i, I may have i may have misquoted it there but that's the line that's the line that sta- that it i like too. anything from doc brown really like yeah when he flips out about 1.21 gigawatts yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. just hit that's any funny. of his animated like drops well and i feel like i have to also have to say that um the one line that did stick out to me because it was the only line I had ever heard from the movie before seeing it was the, which I told you before was, um, what did I tell you? 88 miles per hour. So that just is like, it sticks in my brain because I heard that before seeing the movie and I knew it was from back to the future, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know the context. So not knowing the context is, is cool. I, I would, just putting an uh, an honorable mention, I guess, because yeah. now that I'm thinking about it more, the after he gets done uh, doing his like guitar shredding on the stage, uh, when he comes up to the mic again, he goes, uh, "I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet." Yeah, yeah. But your kids are gonna love it. Yeah, foreshadowing. Love that. All right, so uh, for our weekly episode uh, episodes for the next movie uh, decision. Uh, we're each going to bring in uh, three picks uh, for movies that we want to put in the uh, hat or on the wheel. We have a little spinning wheel here to kind of help us uh, randomly decide the next movie. Um, I think our, our goal is to pick movies, both movies we've seen and haven't seen and that we want to watch or bring to the table for whatever reason. Um, do you want to go first with yours? Sure. So... For this week, I picked three movies that I haven't seen, and I'm pretty sure, well, you've probably seen all three of them. I guess we'll see. But, okay. So, my first pick was Dirty Dancing, and it was only because, once again, it's a classic and I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, Second choice, which I think you'll like, is Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire 2002 Mm Spider-Man, because I've seen... The Andrew Garfield and obviously the Tom Holland ones, mm-hmm. but I have none of the um, Tobey Maguire ones. So that one. And then my third option, another classic, I guess it would be classified as a rom-com, I think, from what I've heard, Clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Rudd is in that, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I only know the one line from Clueless where she's like, Ah, oh, as if, mm-hmm. and I just want to know the context. <laughs> so that's right. those are my three picks. All solid picks. I'm uh, most familiar with Spider Man. Uh, my sister watched Clueless all the time growing up, and I've seen Dirty Dancing, but it's one that I'll have to pay attention to. Okay. I haven't seen enough, but um, my picks. Um, I've picked two that I haven't seen and one that I have. Okay. Um, Wait, before you say them, do you think I've seen them? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you have. Um, <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> but uh, so the first one is Thoroughbreds. Um, uh, this it came out a few years ago. It's got uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh. Okay. And um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she'll she's in um, uh, House of the Dragon. She hasn't been on it yet, but she'll play the older version of Mills and Hightower. I could look it up, but it's anyway. Uh, uh, what uh it's about um these two kind of polar opposite girls um one of them has the stepdad and they kind of uh 
devise a plan to kill the stepdad. It's like oh. a darker comedy. Oh jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it looks it looks fun. Um number 2 is Whiplash. Oh, I've heard of that. Yep. Uh it's uh, about a jazz drummer trying to make it into um into this jazz group. Okay. And then the third one is John Carter. Um it's a Disney it's a Disney movie. They put a it's they it was supposed to be like the next big blockbuster. Okay. It's based on some really old comics about this uh Civil War like uh soldier mm-hmm. gets transported to Mars and yeah. he has superpowers on Mars and he's it's I think it's it didn't do very well, but oh. it's it didn't do very well, but it's it's kind of one of those movies that uh found more popularity after like home release type yeah. deal. But I feel like what's cool about this is there we definitely picked very different things, mm-hmm. but that's fun, right? Because right. then we never know what we're sitting down to right. watch. <laughs> and I and I think uh, like the hope the hope is that it'll it'll get us watching stuff that we wouldn't necessarily yeah. have picked to watch any other time. Yeah. So uh, regardless of if we end up liking it or not, that's a whole other thing to talk yeah. about later. But yeah, um, I know I don't want to dislike any of them, but it's inevitably going to happen, right? And I think, but the more the more movies you watch and the the more open minded you start to get, the uh, the more enjoyable, uh, just kind of movies are in general, right? But uh, all right, do you want to spin or do you want me to spin? You do the honors. All right, we'll get the spin going. That was a good spin. Oh, thoroughbreds! Thoroughbreds is the choice for movie number two. Do you know what, um, do you have that on DVD? Uh, it's currently on HBO. Okay. There we go. We get to stream it. All right. Well, that's all folks for week one. Yeah. We'll see you, uh, next time when we get on to do the same song and dance for Thoroughbreds. Yep. Have a good week, everybody.